Okay, you want to record this thing? Should yes, we do it? Let's do it. All right. Hey, Christ died for us. Set it up. Hey, Did you just da da da? No, like that's okay. gonna be an intro. Well, hey, welcome to the High and Group Cast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Emily. And today we're gonna talk about Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's a the Sunday school answer to all things. That's right. That's right. And, and we're gonna hopefully talk about why Jesus is the best Sunday school answer for, for sure. all things. For sure. And, and maybe even some ways that when you answer Jesus, you're kind of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Oh man, how's it going? I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Got some kind of head cold. Not the the scary virus, but something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that's... Otherwise, I'm good. Okay. Okay. We have we have big things happening this week. Yes, we do. ABFs are resuming on campus this week, on which is super exciting. Yeah. What else? Um, <laughs> I, I never know what's going on. I, I rely on you to tell me everything that's going on. We're going to train some new leaders. Yes. We do have, I don't know, I feel like 16 or 17. Yeah, we've got a new few. leaders, which is pretty great. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. They are pretty awesome. I do. I think it's so. Have you ever read the book Strengths Finders? No. You don't know Strengths Finders? No. Okay. It's not a Christian book, but it's about strengths and okay. determining your strengths. There's one strength in there called Woo. Have you ever heard of Woo? <laughs> No. Have you ever heard? Okay. So I have a theory, Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> no. Woo is the ability, like you, you, it's like a gift where like people, um, I don't know. One of the, the qualities is that people give you free things. <laughs> and so you come in with a brand new mug from Mary Claire, which is so fun. So I have this the, morning. I think you have that gift have of the woo, the strength of woo. <laughs> that you get the mug that's for New Highlanders. No, I'm just te- I liked it. I'm just that's, picking on you. That's true. So school started. School started. Ha, is is Jake doing school? He is. He's going to go in person at Woodway Elementary. No, yeah, mm-hmm. like that you threw in. He's going to go in person. At yes. Woodway. I feel like a, I need to clarify that. Yeah, I got all. Which is funny that we have to clarify these things in this day and age. Who would have ever thought? Who, who indeed? I got all three of mine. Okay. They started in person mm. for sure because I was ready for them to get back. Uh, and they needed to. And so praise the Lord for school. Yes. And praise the Lord for online school and yes. all of those things. Uh, and hard hard segue, I think the reason for all of those things is Jesus because he's mm. the king of all things, which is great. So uh, today we're going to continue on with our statement of faith and we're going to talk about we're gonna taco about talk about talk about (laughs) okay should we read the statement of faith let's do that off with okay let's do it all right so this is from hbcwaco.org it says jesus christ is the eternal second person of the trinity who was united forever with a true human nature and that's from john 1 14 by a miraculous conception and virgin birth isaiah 7 14 matthew 1 23 and luke 1 um, he lived a life of perfect obedience to the father and voluntarily atoned for the sins of all by dying on the cross as their substitute thus satisfying divine justice 
justice and accomplishing salvation for all who trust in him alone. He rose from the dead in the same body, though glorified, in which he lived and died. He ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father, where he, the only mediator between God and man, continually makes intercession for his own. And he shall come again to earth personally and visibly to consummate history and eternity the eternal plan of God. Wow. That's a lot. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can be done, right? Yeah. We don't really have anything. We don't have to much talk to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Jeremy. No. I'm just <laughs> so yesterday I sent you like what? 20 questions to answer. Uh, it no. was a few. It was one. It was like five <laughs> Based questions. on this. So we're probably not going to get through all of them. That's yeah. okay. It was, it was like four questions with a thousand things in each. Question, oh, that's true. Which is good. But okay. I have a question for you. Okay, what? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? He is the second person of the <laughs> Trinity, the Son of God, the, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's I a, mean, it's a good, it's a big question. And that's one of my favorite things. So when um, I worked in college ministry at the University of Georgia. Um, go dogs. we Yes, go dogs. We would go on campus, probably, like I would just go on campus a couple times a week just to meet people, which sounds really weird. But um, one of the things that I love to ask people on campus, like in the, you know, um, dining halls and places like that is like, who in your opinion is Jesus? And I feel like asking someone, you know, that like in your personal opinion, who is he? Not just who you've been told he is, but who do you believe, you know, in your mind him to be? And so the answers were usually kind of what you would think, right? Like, oh, he was a good teacher. Like, you know, we lived in the Bible belt. So, oh, he's God, <laughs> you know, he's the son of God. Um, but then my favorite thing to follow up with that is, um, you know, cause a lot of times people would say, oh, he's my Lord and savior. Because again, we live in the Bible Belt. Um, one of the my favorite things to ask them after that is, okay, so like, um, you know, honest. Uh, if God were to say, "Why should I let you into heaven?" What would you say? And the majority of students would say, "Well, I'm, I'm a pretty good person. Like, I haven't done horrible things." But then to try to help them connect those two answers of, "You just said that He's your Lord and Savior, and you're saying that you're a pretty good person, and that's why God is going to let you into heaven." So, you know, you know, why, why do you need Him? <laughs> why is He your Lord and Savior? You know, so I don't know. So it's fun to kind of have those kind of conversations with people, even, you know, those who grew up in the church, because, um, a lot of times we don't know why we're saying these lingo terms about who Jesus is. Yeah. So that's true. (laughs) That's true. And I think it's important for us, um, especially as, um, believers, uh, and members of the church to really understand who Jesus is. Now, again, uh, we're not going to understand perfectly because there's some things that are just hard to, um, explain and dissect perfectly and fully because we don't understand it perfectly and fully, but that doesn't mean that we can't understand it at all. It doesn't mean that we can't, um, think about and, and kind of work some things out. And, and the beauty is we don't actually have to work these things out on our own because the scriptures, um, speak to it. And so, uh, I, I like to talk about Jesus, um, because I love Jesus. And, and I think it's C.S. Lewis, you know, C.S. Lewis says you have to deal with him. He's either a liar or a lunatic ticker he's lord uh and so really as we begin to think about jesus and the claims that he makes um and and really the authority that he claims the things that he does uh it's important to really understand man who is jesus and why would i call him lord no, that's so good. Uh, so in the statement of faith, uh, the, it starts out by saying that Jesus Christ is the eternal second person of the Trinity. Uh, so we start 
there. Um, and so, you know, we believe based on scripture that he is fully and completely God, right? And that even when he became man, he put on flesh, he didn't forsake his deity, right? Right. So talk about that. Where do we see this in scripture? You know, what are some of the implications of that? So read that part of the statement of faith again. Okay. Jesus Christ is the eternal second person of the Trinity. So I I agree with that 100%. I think with a bit of a caveat, I believe that Jesus Christ is the eternal second. I believe that Jesus Christ is the incarnation of the eternal second person of the Trinity. Jesus Christ is the incarnation of the son. Okay. So what is, what does incarnation mean? Um, in, incarnation basically comes from incarnate, which basically means wrapped in meat. And so Jesus Christ is the, uh, son wrapped in flesh. Mm-hmm. What I like to say all the time is the beauty and the difference of our God between every other God is that our God stepped into human history mm-hmm. in the form of a baby wrapped in flesh flesh, which is also just a whole another thing that should blow your mind that God um, was for nine months Mm. in a womb. Yeah. Which is the most vulnerable (laughs) place to Um, be. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus Christ, the incarnate son, the incarnate uh, eternal second person of the Trinity. Um, Yeah. Is, yeah, no, that's awesome. God. And that completes the sentence, right? That who was united forever with a, a true human nature right. by a miraculous conception in the virgin birth. And so, um, you know, we see, I think, his deity um, all over the place in scripture, right? And I think one of the first places would be like creation. Uh, and so like in Colossians 1, 15 through 20, it says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For Not that God created him, right? Right. Okay, we need to clarify that, but we'll go back. <laughs> for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. So talk about that a little bit. That all things were created. <laughs> yeah, that all things in, were created both through him and for him. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, I think that we talked a little bit about it um, when we talked about, what, what did we, well, maybe when we talked about God and mm. we talked about the triune nature yeah. of God and we talked about the, um, the operation of each of the members of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, right? Uh, and so it says that it was created through him, for him, and by him, um, which means that you have God, the triune, the Godhead, right? Mm-hmm. Triune God of the universe, Father speaking initiating creation um, through the son, right? The son, um, what did I say? Let me see. The father initiates Hmm. on our behalf. Uh, The son... Um, what, what was the word that I used? You don't remember. I don't either. remember. Yeah. But it was really profound. <laughs> <laughs> I and the remember. spirit applies. Applies. So does he accomplish? Does he? he accomplishes. That's right. Yeah. So um, the father 
initiates, okay. the son accomplishes, and the spirit applies. Okay. And, and whether that's creation, the father speaking light into existence, accomplished through, for, by mm. the son, uh, and applied by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a there's a very real sense, and um, when we talk about our faith, even I think when we talk about the Trinity, it's very Christocentric, which means mm. that it is very Christ-centered, uh, because you have the um, the the Son pointing to the Father and the Spirit, and the Spirit pointing to the Son yeah. and the Father, and um, and and then the Father pointing to the Son and and giving the Spirit. And so, in the middle of all that, what you see is Jesus. By no means would we elevate Him above mm-hmm. um, the Father or above the Spirit, but at, in the end of it, even in the way that we think about the Trinity, we see Christ kind of in the center um, of those things because mm-hmm. the Father again initiates the Son accomplishes and the Spirit applies those things and so all things were created through Him uh, and without Him nothing mm-hmm. was created that was created and so He was uh, one most importantly eternal co-eternal with the Father He has always been He was not created He is eternally Begotten, right? Mm. He's the eternally begotten Son of God, and so He was always there. We see that in John one, which I think we've talked about a couple of times mm-hmm. over the past several weeks. That in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so you see, even in the Gospel of John, um, the followers of Jesus beginning to attribute deity to Jesus. Um, but it wasn't just the followers of Jesus that attributed no, that deity. it was deity. Jesus himself, it was Jesus right? Himself. And, <clears throat> and people, we have a tendency to want to think about some of the things that Jesus says through um, our Western mm. mind, not not being in the context and really understanding how explosive um, and how to uh, the Jewish mind, even how blasphemous some of the things yeah. um, that he said sounded, uh, because we just we don't have. And I think the best example is uh, in when Jesus is about to be crucified, he's standing before the Sanhedrin uh, and they ask him, hey, tell us, are you the Christ? Hmm. Are you the son uh, of God? And and do you remember what he says? Uh, Tell me. Yeah, he says... uh, I am, mm-hmm. and in reference fr- to well, no, no, no. He says, "I, I, I am, am the Son yeah. of God," and and from here in the future, what you will see is the Son mm. of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds. And we read that, and we go, "Oh, that's a that's a weird thing to yeah. say," but that's a direct reference to Daniel seven, right? Right. Uh, and that verse right there is a prophecy about about God, the Messiah, about right? God, about yeah. the Messiah, about God. And so Jesus in that moment claiming, "Yeah." I'm I am the Messiah. I am am God. Um, Yeah, I mean, you see it. Which is bold. And you see him saying crazy things like, before Abraham was... I am. Yeah. Right. And it would be bold if he wasn't, <laughs> the, wasn't God. Um, but one of the things, you know, you're saying this is, um, I think it was shocking because he was man and they're looking at a right. man saying that he is God and it's not at all. He didn't come the way that they had thought he was going to come. And so, uh, you know, we know that, like you said in John one, that Jesus became fully and completely man, but without forsaking his deity. Right. right. And so, right. you know, in Philippians two, it talks about how, um, you 
know, he he put aside his rights, but it doesn't mean that he put aside his nature as God, right? And right. so how do we see Jesus's man, his humanness in the Gospels? Like, what are right. some ways that we see that? Well, I think in a lot of ways you see it, even in just kind of the way we refer to him, right? Jesus Christ. Mm. We see Jesus, his okay. humanity in there, yeah. his, um, his um, incarnate... Um, 100% human nature mm. there, Jesus. And then you see Christ, Messiah, 100% divine nature. Mm. There. And so um, 100% human, 100% God. We see uh, that he's got a full range of human emotions. Mm. He uh, weeps. He gets frustrated with his yeah. disciples. He uh, gets angry and does not sin when he turns over the tables in the temple. Mm. Um, but even in those things, we can still see the humanity of Jesus and the divinity of Jesus, even in the, so a great example would be the, the turning over of the tables in the, um, in the temple, right? He fashions a cord, fashions a whip, uh, and he begins to turn over the, the tables and he chases out mm. the money changers. And then what does he say? That it's you've said turned that my house, my house will into be a, a house den of, of robbery. Like yeah. a claim yeah. of authority. On, yes. Like this is that my, my house. house will be right. a house of prayer, right? right. And, um, and so we see that righteous anger that Jesus mm. has. You see the humanity of that range. <laughs> Side note, my emotion. anger is rarely, if ever, righteous. <laughs> right. I feel like. Well, because but, the anger of man, Emily, does not produce the fair. righteousness okay, of God. Okay, this is true. Um, yeah, and I even love, like, like, I think about, and there's, these things are just so mind-blowing to me. Like, it says that he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. It's like, how did, I mean, I don't know. Like, how is it possible that Jesus grew in wisdom? You know, so it's just, those are just things that yeah. I don't know that we'll ever fully understand. Um, especially but he since did the grow fear. in his mind and his yeah. understanding and his, so like, you know, yes, his emotions were human, but his mind, he had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to eat. He had to learn how to, to talk. You know, all of these things and what a, a humbling thing to think that, that God put himself in that kind of position. Um, you know, he grew hungry, right? When he would fast and yeah. he became tempted in the d desert after fasting for 40 days, of course, you know, right. because he was fully human. And so, um, yeah, it's just a, a pretty crazy thing that God would choose to fully put himself in that position. Right. Right. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I do love, um, we have a tendency one way or the other to kind of over humanize mm. or over deify. If, if that makes yeah. any sense. I don't know that that makes any Maybe sense. But emphasize we the, emphasize yeah. one over mm -hmm. the other. And I think there are times when we have to understand, like, Jesus' humanity um, and his divinity are both really important, right? Because um, he had to be fully man in mm -hmm. order to do for us what he did for us. And he had to be fully God in order to do for us what he did for us. Okay, so, let's go into that, right? Okay. Is that okay? We have time? Can, can we Can we yeah. talk about that? Okay, so tell have me why. Have we established, why... though, that Jesus did have we? claim that he was God okay, and he yeah. believed it to be true? Have yes. we completely established that? No, what, let's go into that some... more. No, like where are some places, you know, like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is too off the top of your head. <laughs> oh, we can do it. Okay, let's but where that. are some places that Jesus claimed to be God himself? Yeah, I mean, 
<coughs> excuse me. Uh, well, that we've one that you about, talked, talked about, talked about just a now. couple right before Abraham okay. was. Uh, I am. We um, uh, we see it in the woman at the well. Right? And he says, "Woman, uh, there's a time coming, and now is where um, people won't worship on this mountain or in the temple. They'll worship God in spirit and in truth." Um, and she begins to understand. Oh, you're talking about this Messiah, and he looks at her and he says, "Woman." I am, I am he. he. Uh, mm. But then, so you've got these direct claims, but then you've also got these indirect things that Jesus uh, is a part of that, um, again, you have to assume what he's thinking here is because I am God, these things are. So you look at uh, the Beatitudes, right? Uh, and the last one is um, blessed uh, are those who are persecuted. And, and who does he say for? For my name's sake, right? Yeah, for my for, sake is what he says. Sake. Jesus' sake. Well, why would you be blessed for persecute for being persecuted for this dude? Like what, if what's he was the some, blessing? If about he was that? just a good teacher or yeah. You see, um uh, you see in the paralytic uh, where they lower him down through uh, the ceiling of the house and he says to him, hey, son, your sins are forgiven. Uh, and then here's a here's a really here's what I love about Jesus is he answers questions that haven't been asked. Mm. Um, but he's not like reading uh, your body language and he's not like but he just he knows exactly what you're thinking, which is a pretty uh, godlike thing. Um, and then he says, oh, you guys are troubled because I said your sins are forgiven, but so you know that the son of man has authority to do these things hey get up and walk yeah. and he did and so you see um jesus really with these attributes that have that only god has right and so we talk about the three biggest things that we think of when we think about god as far as attributes um, maybe not biggest but three things that we talk about a lot we talk about um omniscience right which is he knows all things we talk about uh, omnipotence which means he has all power and then we talk about omnipresence he is there there's nowhere that he is where can you go to get away from him you can't go to the highest heights he's there you can't go to the lowest depths he's there and and what you see in jesus in the gospels is this demonstration of omnipotence and omniscience that we see in god in the old testament which would be completely radical for the new testament he he knows what people are thinking, but he also demonstrates authority and mm. power over creation, right? Uh, hey, wind, waves, stop blowing. Yeah. Stop waving. Uh, fig tree, shrivel up and die, right? And you get to see his power over creation. We, we get to see his power over the heavenly realms. Yeah. Hey, <clears throat> demons, shut your mouth and, and yeah. leave. And we see that do all over the scripture. Yeah. And then we get to see... His power over um, the physical, the the earthly, over sickness and even death. Mm -hmm. Hey, Lazarus, you don't get to be dead anymore. Hey, little girl, yeah, get up, right? And, and so he's demonstrating um, these um, only God attributes all the time. And then he's saying, "I am the Son of Man. I am the, uh, Pontius Pilate." This is one of my one of my favorites, right? He's standing in front of Pontius Pilate, and, and Pontius says, "Are you a king?" And he says, "Did someone tell you this, or did mm. did did you come to this on your own?" And he says, "Are you a king?" And he says, "I am." Right? Uh, yeah. I, you have said so. Yeah. But my kingdom isn't an earthly kingdom. 
Mm. And so he's claiming this um, authority uh, in the heavenly realms, which mm-hmm. belongs to God. And even the God, Father yeah. affirmed it, right? right. And so like at his baptism, um, right. where he, the Father says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Or when Peter, James, and John went up on the mount before his, you know, his crucifixion, right? right. And, um, you know, God comes down and, <laughs> and he says, this is my son, listen to him, right? And yeah. so I feel like there are times when the Father um, sh- showed up <laughs> You yeah. know, basically, and spoke to his disciples and said, and to the people around that were witnessing Jesus's miracles to say and to affirm, yes, this is my son, you yeah. know, with whom I'm well pleased, which yeah. is another huge factor. Well, and you even see it when he's talking to his disciples mm-hmm. and he asked the same question that you asked your people on campus, yeah. like, who, who does the who world do say? say that mm-hmm. I am? Uh, and they say, well, some say uh, that you're Moses, some say Elijah. And then he looks at him and says, who do you say who, that I mm-hmm. am? Uh, and, and that's they, a big distinction. I right. Think. Absolutely. Yeah. And they say, you're the Messiah. You're mm-hmm. the son of God. And he says, uh, blessed are you. Mm-hmm. Because man hasn't revealed this to you. It is God. So he's saying even God has revealed to mm-hmm. you the truth that I am God, that yeah. I am the Messiah. I am the Savior. Yeah. Um, that is so good. I love that. So, um, okay. So building on that, why is it so important to our salvation, right? To our relationship with the Lord, that Jesus is fully God and that he is fully man. Yeah. And so if he is not fully man, um, then he's not able to, um, and do, you, do you know what federal headship is? Mm, tell me about it. Yeah. So fe- <laughs> federal headship would say this, that the reason that you and I are born broken is because Adam as our federal head, uh, mm. when he sinned, that sin was imputed, was transferred mm. to all men. Uh, and so we're going to get into the, the weeds okay. a little bit here. But at the end of the day, there's this idea that um, being born of uh, man means that there is this fallen nature in me, and uh, it, which means that there is a temptation towards sin. Actually, it wouldn't say that there's even a yeah, temptation. It's, it's it would just, just that, say that's my that's nature, draw, that's, that's my, my desire, that's my, my natural proclivity. proclivity is to sin. It that's is my, to sin, right? Mm. Uh, um, and so that there there's a nature there that is not in God. What we know about uh, Jesus, he was born of... Of a woman, a virgin. A virgin, right? right? Yeah. And so he was begotten Mm -hmm. by God, begotten by the Holy Spirit Spirit of God. And so uh, in many ways, there was not that transmission, according to federal headship. Passed through Adam. Right. Absolutely. Passed through Adam, passed Mm -hmm. through Through the the man man, Mm -hmm. um, to the child. Um, And so then you've got uh, begotten of God, um, conceived by uh, By the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Uh, And so you've got this human nature, right, mm-hmm. that he takes on, but begotten by God. So not that um, transformed, not that proclivity mm-hmm. towards sin. And so according to that, according to the federal headship, yeah. uh, the idea of federal headship, the idea is this, that he takes on this human nature, right? A full human nature, just like yours, just like mine, uh, and yet begotten by God with a proclivity that is different than ours. And so he lives a life as a man, tempted to sin, perfect. able to be tempted as we are tempted, uh, and yet 100% God able to war against that sin in a way that we are absolutely not um, because of that um, 
because of that human condition that we are born with, that bent towards sin. Um, and so when he lives the perfect life in the spirit and the letter of the law, and he's able to go to the cross and absorb the wrath of God, God absorbing the mm. wrath of God on our behalf, yeah. um, then what we end up with is a great high priest who is able to take on our sin um, in a sinless uh, perfection and then able to impute to us his righteousness. And so if we want to talk about federal... Means, uh, it's it, kind of an account, is it? Yeah, so it basically what it to, means is I'm gonna um, Christ's righteousness... I'm going to credit it to your account. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So. And so Adam's sin was imputed to every mm-hmm. son of Adam, every descendant of Adam. Uh, and then Christ's righteousness is then imputed to every believer in him. And so if we're carrying on with the thought of uh, federal headship, you had Adam, and because of Adam's sin, we were all sinful, and then you have Jesus, and because mm-hmm. of Jesus, every believer in him is made sinless. Now, right. uh, and that's a justification mm-hmm. state, right? That doesn't yes. mean that you don't sin. It's not an action. It's not your action. It's mm-hmm. Jesus's action. So, And then you see his deity, I think, too, in his resurrection, right? Proving Absolutely. that he, you know, A, he had lived a sinless life, so yeah. he he had victory over death right, right. And over he he so he rose from the dead right but his resurrection life his power i think is also imputed to us right in right. the fact that now i can live out of his resurrection life right, right. day because by day the, his power because of the spirit and my motive right. right because of the holy spirit inside of us which we'll talk about another time we will we will talk <laughs> about a whole nother day but um Again, I think the importance of Jesus did what you and I could not Mm. do. So the question is, can I live a perfect life outside of Christ? No. No, right? And I can't I live a perfect all life have even sinned, with, <laughs> ever. Yeah, no, all but, have <laughs> sinned and fall short of yeah, the glory absolutely. of God. Now, you can live a perfect life in comparison to my life, I'm sure, because you're far more godly oh, than totally. I Oh, uh, totally. But uh, by the righteous standard of mm. God, you cannot. But Jesus did that. Um, and so he had to be 100% human to do that. And he had to be 100% God. And so the importance of the hypostatic union, that's what we call the 100% human. <laughs> 100% so many words of God is that it's good and they're just big words that they don't yeah they don't well, matter they matter one, but they don't matter one <laughs> thing that I have loved doing so this is a shameless plug but we're in the middle of writing our Bible study on Ephesians and one of my favorite things about it is in chapter one how many times the phrase in Christ is repeated and so right. um, I think understand for us as believers um i don't think we really understand just like how powerful it is for us not to you know i think i don't know it's easy to throw out the word oh yeah we got to know the gospel we got to preach the gospel to ourselves every day christ died for us da, da, da. but we but to really sorry <laughs> that's just, da, really da, da. <laughs> no like that's okay. gonna be an intro oh gosh <laughs> no like i think i don't think we spend enough time really thinking through all of the specific things that Jesus did for us and accomplished on our behalf before God and also just the implications of that, right? So to know that I was an enemy of God, I hated him, I was hostile towards God and frankly, God was hostile towards me Mm -hmm. because of that, right? And so, um, you know, we have this hostile relationship 
But in Christ, I am now reconciled to him. And and what that means is I am now not just a friend of God, but God has invited me into his family. He has adopted me as his own. And now, um, and again, reconciliation is a big word, right? But it's that intimate friendship that is permanent and that I get to enjoy moment by moment in my life, which is awesome. And so I feel like, you know, for us as believers, like to always daily return to these truths of what Christ has earned for us. It's nothing that we earned on our own, but just the spiritual blessings that are ours in Jesus, um, I think are really empowering for us as believers. Yeah. And, and I think the, the biggest thing is it's not even like, it's not something that we've earned, but it's not even something that we wanted. Mm, right? So true. Um, we, we didn't even desire it. We were hostile in mind. Mm. The cross of Christ was foolishness to us yeah. when we were perishing. Uh, and yet God, uh, being rich in mercy, drew us to himself, drew us to the Son, uh, and called us, right? Uh, and, and so, uh, again, I think, and, and you said it earlier, you've got... Um, 100% human, 100% God, 100% perfect, living a sinless life, tempted in every way as we were, and yet without sin. And because of that, we have a sympathetic high priest mm-hmm. who advocates for us, who understands, who knows, right? So he knows what it is to, you can literally say that God understands and, and not in just a, I created uh, and so I understand, but he knows intimately what it is to be abused. He knows what it is to be um, ter- uh, to be abandoned. He knows what it is to be um, betrayed. He knows what it is to be falsely accused. He knows what it is to um, to take on um, an unjust punishment. He he knows those things. And so, well, when we say that Jesus is a sympathetic high priest, mm-hmm. what we can say is, um, and he knows all the things that you're going through. He's mm-hmm. intimately acquainted with those things. And so he's not ambivalent, mm, right? He's, so he's not sitting in the sky going, eh, yeah. well, when you get to heaven, you'll get it, right? Absolutely. Uh, and I even think of, you know, Satan, one of his names is the accuser, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so he is regularly going before the throne of God, accusing me, you know, for my sin, saying, look at Emily, look at her pride, look at her, you know, her words, her gossip, her whatever, um, <clears throat> and accusing me before the Father. That's what we know from scripture. Again, maybe we should have better cross references for this. But he does that. He he accuses God's people. You should look these things up for sure and make sure that it's accurate. No, that he is accusing God's people before the throne. Um, But what Jesus is doing is he's standing there as our mediator saying, I paid for that, right? I paid for that. I paid for that. And so, um, you know, and I think knowing that, you know, we, we, yes, we, there is an accuser who's saying, I deserve the wrath of God because apart from Christ, I totally do. We also have Jesus standing there saying, yes, that she did sin. That is sin. But I paid for that right with my own blood, which is awesome. So he makes intercession for us, even just in our justification regularly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think it's also really important to kind of point to the fact that the wrath of God, which is poured out against all unrighteousness, God hates sin. And rather than give us the punishment we deserve, he comes down in the um, in the incarnate one hundred percent human, one hundred percent God, uh, Jesus. 
and he bears our punishment. So mm-hmm. God takes the punishment that is due us onto himself, mm-hmm. which is just crazy yeah. that God takes our punishment for us. Um, and so we can turse it out into uh, our our Trinitarian language, and the reality is that's absolutely true, that God is mm-hmm. three in one and one in three, and so the Son, the incarnate Son, comes and takes the wrath of um, the people, but it is God bearing his wrath for his people, mm-hmm. which is just a beautiful, beautiful picture. No, that is so good. An overwhelming reality. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good. Right. All right. <laughs> I think I there's a couple of more questions. Yes. Are there two more? Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, as far as, are we going to get into the Trinity now? Is that what you're wanting? What I do you think? we already did. Did are we? we? Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the relationship between? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about that another day, which is totally fine. Um, uh, but one thing that I would love bit, to ask. Right? Uh, the yeah, relationship. I think we have. I think that's totally good. Um, but one thing that I would like to talk about a little bit is where, you know, when I guess we've talked about this for a little bit, but where's Jesus now, right? And we, we know from Ephesians 1 that it says that he is, um, you know, at the right hand of the Father, right? And that when he's as in that position, right, he's mediating for us. Um, but what, this is kind of the, I guess the final question would be, what will Jesus do when he returns? <laughs> and, and I don't know. Is that, is that what you were thinking? Is that the direction yeah. we're headed? Okay. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, I, I think. First of all, we know Jesus is coming back. Why? Cause Jesus said he is coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't like I disagree. That. I don't okay. disagree with what you said <laughs> that Jesus is coming back. He said he's coming back. Um, he said he's going to prepare a place for us. Hmm. And if it wasn't true, he wouldn't have told us. That's, that's what he said. Sorry. <laughs> he said, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you. Um, and so he's gone to prepare a place for us and he is coming back for his bride. That is the church. That is, uh, the universal church. Uh, and I think we'll talk about the church. Um, uh, so we won't do it here, but that's the universal church which is believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, And then it says that he will establish a new heaven, Mm. a new earth where he will reign and rule as king for all eternity. That's pretty awesome. kind of reign with him. That's awesome. We can talk about that more with when we get to the church. Yeah, but that's that last part of the statement of faith that he shall come again to earth. And that's based on John 14, three, uh, personally and visibly to consummate history and the eternal plan of God, which is awesome. Yeah. So where is he right now? Yeah. Well, he's sitting at the right hand of God and he's advocating for you and he's advocating for me. I love it. Is that, is that yeah, too simple? That's perfect. No, that's not simple. Yeah. That's good. I mean, and I feel like we've talked about that a lot today. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. And so when he had finished what he had came, come, came, when he, he had came, came to do <laughs> from West so like Texas, from like Madisonville, <laughs> what is it? What's which Madisonville, not Madisonville. That's the wrong place. Where are you from in Georgia? Oh, stop it. From Abilene, Texas, Watkinsville, <laughs> <laughs> Watkinsville, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, so anyway, uh, when he had completed the work, that he had come to accomplish. The scriptures say that he ascended into heaven and having completed that work, he sat down at mm-hmm. the right hand of God. And when we see him I again... I love that image. If he sat down, he was done. <laughs> done. <laughs> yes, done. And, and the scriptures are also clear that um, that when he returns, like the work will be uh, once and for all completed and it will not end until he has made... And this is... Um, 
why I don't like that we soften Jesus as much as we soften Jesus. Mm. The 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 work will not be completed until all enemies oh, <laughs> are gosh. made a footstool. Wow, a footstool. That's yeah, insane. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, he's sitting down at the right hand of the Father, and he's just waiting for the the go. I love it. Well, I think that's all. That's all the questions I had for us today. That's all? Yeah. Wow. This was good. Nice. Well, man, I like to talk. I, I feel like we could spend a lot of time... Talking a lot about more time Jesus. talking about Jesus. We probably should have spent a lot more have. time talking but about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> if you have more questions about Jesus, you can email Emily Kelly at HighlandBC <laughs> or Jeremy <laughs> at HighlandBC.org. Especially uh, if you have any concerns or, yeah. No, yeah. this was so good, and we'll talk about the Holy Spirit we next, will. right? Yeah. We'll his person and his role, and next man, week. it's gonna yeah. be good. Okay. Well, good job today, Emily. This was so good. I you loved it. Good I learned questions. a lot today. Thank I, you for I, sharing all of <laughs> I said all the a lot things. of things. Good. And I learned that I should be quiet more than I am. But Nah, it's good. This yeah. was good. Good discussion. Yeah, well, I'm Jeremy. I'm Emily. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Highland Groupcast. Groupcast is a production of Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. For more information about Highland, visit us online at hbcwaco.org.
It's easy to throw out the word, oh yeah, we got to know the gospel. We got to preach the gospel.
to ourselves every day. Christ died for us, da, da, da. But we 